Welcome to a new episode of Stoop Stories. I got my friend LeDrew Morell here, executive business coach at Southwind. Yes, indeed. And Josh Heron, CEO at Southwind. Excited to talk about a really interesting topic that uh, LeDrew and I were actually just discussing this morning. We're like, man, this is really interesting. Let's talk about this on the podcast because I think that you know, there's quite a bit of value I think our listeners can gain from this. And again, thank you guys for listening. You know, just going over the metrics with, uh, um, you know, Nathan, man, people are listening and they're they're clearly liking what they're listening to because you guys are listening all the way through, which I appreciate. And I know that, you know, LeDrew and I spend a lot of time coming up with topics that we feel like will be impactful for you. And uh, sometimes they come in the end. Sometimes they come in the beginning. And sometimes they happen throughout the podcast. So listening all the way through is super important, I think. But, uh, you know, with the, with that being said, today's episode, man, we're going to talk about the predictable path. Yeah, maybe my favorite thing to talk about and discuss because everything in life is predictable. Success is predictable. Failure is predictable. Uh, you know, last episode we played the closer or further game. So... Depending upon our willingness to do hard things, you know, we know exactly where we're going. Well, give me an example because we were just talking about success being predictable this morning. You know, in the example this morning, we were framing, you know, the the game we played in, la- in, the, in the last episode and how you knew the answer of whether this was taking us closer or further away mm-hmm. from success. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's revisit One quick thing from the last episode, I remember you started that episode by asking me a question of how do I define sacrifice? And what I would say is this to everyone, write this down. You are only as strong as what you can resist. Mm. And that's what sacrifice is. So maybe, maybe you don't own you. Maybe chocolate chip cookies owns you. (laughs) Maybe Reese's Pieces owns you because you're only as strong as what you can resist. And that is the equivalent of what you can sacrifice or what you're willing to sacrifice. So that's one thing. And then that reminds me of good old Uncle Ed as far as predictable path is concerned. Is that, was that who, his name? Who, who is that? Who's Uncle Ed? Your uncle with the lotto ticket. Who is oh, that? Uncle Jack. Uncle Jack. Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of Uncle Jack. Uncle Jack is breaking the law of what predictable path you know, sets in front of us. And that's there are no shortcuts. So it's predictable that if you are waiting on the lottery, you'll never win, even if you win, because you'll be um, tricked to believing that that's the way people win is well, by chance and luck. And then and then you go, uh, you know, bringing up that word believing, which leads me to say, you know, beliefs are so important when we talk yeah. about predictable path. Right. And because our beliefs create our actions in all things. So if I believe um you know, that these Oreo cookies are going to not make me, or that, that are going to make me overweight, my actions, and I'm trying to get fit, you know, my actions are to not eat them, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if we go into the predictable path, one thing that I know we all have in common is that we all want to be successful. And what I've learned through my experience in life and business is that some people believe that they can achieve it and others believe it is outside of their power. So what is predictable is the behaviors you see in those individuals and what they equal over time because the consequences of your behaviors cannot be avoided. You have to live them out. Yeah, we got to we got to unpack this, man, because uh, cuz you know, 
uh, talking about this with you yesterday than today. I mean, we've had several conversations about, you know, people's beliefs about what's possible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, we both grew up from humble beginnings where we're surrounded by people who have limitations to what they believe is possible. Correct. You know, I spent time in the inner city as a kid, my mom and my dad both working at nonprofit organizations that supported the black community. And, you know, being in those communities and seeing what I would consider despair and a disbelief that things were possible in their lives, uh, which is crushing to me, even as a young man, as a, as a kid, you know, working in, in those areas, man, like it was a crushing feeling to see people who, you know, really didn't believe that their life was valuable and didn't believe that they were capable of doing anything different than what they were doing today. Yeah, and I would double down on that. You know, I chose to always teach in Title I school buildings, meaning that there was a high frequency of free and reduced lunch. In other words, the community surrounding the school is not doing well. They are of the predictable path that's going the wrong way, Yeah, uh, believing in the wrong things. And what I know to be true is that everything is possible for everybody. And I mean everything. So if you're listening to this now and you want more for your life, I am no genie, neither is Josh, but we can tell you exactly where you're headed based off of the things that you are doing. Yeah, we talk about like people impoverished and, and they believe there's people who have this belief that you know nothing's possible. That's a really extreme, you know, that's really an extreme example. There's a lot of examples that are people that work with us today that walk in every single day in basically just get through the day and the path that's predictable will tell you about those people that what's going to happen to them Ledru, in your in your eyes mm. they just come in and catch the day they end up losing and they exist in a world where they're controlled by things outside of them rather than dictating and creating the life they want to live and to me that's the definition of of, of a loss is not necessarily like being poor and like being Correct. mediocre it's like not really seeing full potential in, you know, utilizing your full potential to, to like make your vision come true. Because like we live in a world today where, uh, you know, I think we've said this on this po po podcast that we can change things, right? Like, mm. and so we got a lot of people all the time that don't believe that they can change stuff. Mm. So because they can't change it, guess what they do? What, whatever, what like whatever's easiest. You know, like they don't believe the path is predictable, like that mm -hmm. there's some kind of outside forces, some kind of gift somebody's going to give them that's going to allow them to be successful. And the reality is it's always been within themselves to get whatever they want. They simply need to follow the path that's predictable. Well, you said a gift that someone's going to give them. Can I give the people a gift? Uh, yes, I have a please. gift for them. Please. Okay, and it's a promise. I promise you, if you're listening, that your life is going to change. Josh just said the word change, I love that word. I promise that your life is going to change. So there's the gift from me to you. Your life's gonna change. Now the question is, who's going to dictate that change? You or they? Mm. So in the spirit of predictable path, Josh, I am going to name off some things that every listener could do right now, even if they haven't done it before today, they could start doing it right now and the path would be predictable for them. Okay. So, sure. um, you know, you're successful, you're a CEO, yeah. and you've done, you've built an amazing organization, and I'm uh, grateful to be working here. 
alongside you. So, you. you know, in the spirit of predictable path, I'm going to name five things. And since the path is predictable, will you tell me where this individual would end up? Okay. Okay. So, in in my phone right now, and I'm speaking hypothetically as if I'm the person listening, speaking to you. In my phone right now, if I open my iPhone, because that's the kind of phone I have, um, and go to my calendar, I have my day mapped out uh, by the hour. Currently, right now, I'm reading one book, listening to one audiobook, and also tuning into the Southwind podcast. Currently, I go to the gym four times per week. I currently eat meal prep four days per week. I run five miles per week. And I spend my extracurricular time doing things such as playing golf, playing tennis, and networking with friends. Where am I going to end up if the path is predictable? If that's your schedule and you're executing that plan every single day, you'll end up exactly where you want to be. Uh, and because like ultimately, I think it really boils down to the vision that you create comes with a plan. And if your vision is, you know, I, I'm not sure what it is, but whatever it is, whatever you feel like you're wanting to accomplish, those actions will help get you closer to accomplishing your goals. But I think a lot of times it really boils down to like the actions. Like a lot of people have calendars and schedules, and I've done these exercises with people in this organization. I'm like, hey, look, I want you to I want you to create a plan. And guess what? They do a plan, but then I follow up, and they were like, man, I didn't do that. I didn't do the plan. I didn't do. I didn't execute my plan. So like, I think execution is equally as important as uh, you know the plan in your phone. Mm -hmm. So I would tell you like, man, great fucking plan, man. Awesome plan. Way to be well rounded and really account for everything that. You know, potentially matters in, in life. Only thing I would I would say is like, you know, make sure you integrate people you care about into that plan because you know, uh, you know, I know you're married and having a wife and and kids is important too. You know, so making mm -hmm. sure that uh, you're integrating and planning to have time with those people, but well-rounded plan that will deliver. You know, hopefully what you're wanting to get uh, out of life. Um, so that would be my prediction is that you're well on your way to accomplishing your goals. You know, the reality is, um, you know, it's, it takes long, period, long periods of time to get to what you want in life. And we've talked about that here before. And, you know, like, I think the compound effect says it takes 27 months to finally start to, you know, mm -hmm. see some, some change in your life after doing uh, a predictable, you know, well-drawn-out plan consistently over a period of time. So... Uh, 20, 27, did I say 27 days, 27 months. months. Yeah. 27 months. Yeah. So, so tell me this, you know, uh, you brought me on here as the executive business coach and essentially what I am is an accountability partner to everyone and you are my accountability partner. So it's safe to say that it's predictable that if you don't have an accountability partner, you're not going to execute the plan and, you know, having that well, why is that? Because no one wants to do it. Yeah, well, because you can't, you can't trust hard. yourself. You can't trust yourself. Yeah, like I, I think people look back in their life and they say, man, like, damn, I can't believe I did that. Well, the reason you did that is because, man, like we can't really trust ourselves from time to time. You, as a human being, like you're just naturally inclined to do what feels good mm -hmm. or do what's easy. 
Um, so it's really hard to, to, to change that behavior and to do hard shit. Like, that's not easy to do. That's why not a lot of people do it. Yeah, so if I'm listening and I don't necessarily, I don't have a business coach or I don't work in an organization where the CEO will use his time to give, you know, have a one-on-one -on -one with me, what do I do to have that accountability? Uh, for me, when I when I was in that position, I read, uh, in which I like um, how I got to that point was really, you know, kind of I don't even know how I got. Well, I do know it was my, it was an audio book set that got me interested in reading because of the information that I was able to gain from it, and then I was able to get you know gather mentors by the books I was reading because people are investing a lot of time in writing these books. Um, a lot of them have accomplished great things in this world, and they have principles that are, you know, actually really similar. A lot of the books have a lot of real similar, you know, principles mm -hmm. that you start kind of understanding. Like, man, these are like these are predictable paths that they've yeah. kind of walked themselves down, mm -hmm. and through their learning and their experience, like I can um, learn a lot as well. I mean, Tim Ferriss has a book called Tribe of Mentors yeah. for this very, very reason. And Tim goes down, he interviews, like, he asks the same, I think it was like five questions to, you know, hundreds of inspiring people. And just hearing how they answer the question gives you mentorship that hopefully guides your direction. But I would still say, state to you, like, that's not accountability. And that's what we're talking about right now is like, that accountability is really important. So what I would do in your position, if I was looking for accountability, and I had no coach, I had no mentor or personal mentor, and I was reading books as doing, and doing all the right things, I would publicly say everything that I'm trying to do. Mm. I would stand up in front of people if I was really serious about success, and I really, really cared about making a difference, and I really wanted to achieve my goals, I'd publicly stand up and tell people what I wanted to achieve. Why do you think I would do that? Because it holds yourself accountable to do it in the, in the sight of others. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and like nobody wants to be looked at as somebody who's full of shit, right? <laughs> you <laughs> totally. know, like so, like if 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 I stand up and I say, "Hey, look, everybody, here's the deal, uh, man. I'm not, I, I like bags of chips. I'm not eating no chips no more. I'm not eating any chips anymore. You see me mm. some chili cheese Fritos? They probably aren't for me because I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I'm getting them yeah. for somebody else, right? And then you, if you see me at the vending machine hitting the chili cheese button. On the, uh, getting some Fritos. Hey, Josh, man, what's, what's up? Like, I, like, nobody wants to experience that, right? For like sure. that That creates some accountability. I, you know, that's why you want to speak it into in public. I uh, At one point, we were as we were coming up at, at 1-800-GOT-JUNK um, in the system, I, we were, I was, um, gosh, I think it was on some kind of panel. And they were asking questions, and they kind of asked what the goals were. And at this point, I think it was 2018, we were doing like less than $20 million in revenue. I was or maybe like $14 million. And I stated like, hey, I think we're going to do, in the next five years, we're going to do $65 million in, in total sales. <laughs> and, like, and, and the crowd kind of gasped. <gasps> like, oh. And then people gave me shit about it. For the rest of the time I'm out there, like the $65 million, they didn't believe it. But I knew the psychology of like saying shit in public. Like if I told you know, 500 people in a room that we're going to do $65 million. And then five years from now, 2023 comes around and I'm still at the same, you know, there's still at the same level. Like, man, I lose all credibility. It increased the stakes for me. Right. Yeah. And so, and I, and knowing that, like, that's, that's a, you know, psychology of, of like how that works, understanding like, man, you know, at, 
at my core, and I really want people to believe in me. Like I want to be someone that is a man of his word and does what he says he's going to do. Mm. And so like, uh, very fortunate that I said that because we're well on our way now. And, you know, 2021, you know, targeting to be, you know, you know, not quite there, but 2022 definitely crushing that number. And, and 2023, I mean, well above it. And so I'm thinking like, man, I should have said it a, a, even a higher number. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. You know, so. so so saying things out loud forces you to get off the stoop. Yeah, I would say that it absolutely forces you, but it takes something, man. It takes something to say that. It takes courage. Yeah. Which is which is hard to come by nowadays. You find a lot of people in an organization that like don't have the courage to like say what they know they they need to say. They don't have the courage to say what they know is wrong. Even like something's happening in an organization, and you got a lot of people that like explore and understand what's happening and say nothing. They sit in morning meetings and the and the leader says, "Hey, you know who thinks." Like, who thinks we should do X, Y, and Z? And no hands are raised. You know, like, that That to me is bad, right? Like, that says I don't have the courage or I don't believe in what we're doing or this is not a safe environment for me to speak my mind and all problems that a leader has created. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good. So if you're listening, here's the first actionable. Go tell three people who you know and trust what they can expect from you. Yep. Uh, and when you do it, man, make sure those goals are measurable. Make sure you're saying something that's measurable. Whether it's attainable or not, that's up to you to determine. But make sure it's not like, I want to be a better person in five years. Like, w- w- what does that actually mean? You know, does that mean that you're going to volunteer and, and do charity? You know, at least twice a week? Does that mean that you're going to coach and mentor somebody that's, uh, you know, lower you know, lower than you in the yeah. company? Yeah. You know, what does that mean? You well, know? Here, here's an example. And I really, really need to do this, which is why I'm saying it out loud to you and everyone listening. I'm going to take uh, myself, Hannah, my wife, and my boys. And we're going to pull up on Grandma and have dinner. Mm. How many How many times a month are you going to do that? Oh, just one time. <laughs> just yeah, one time next month. One, time, one time next, next month. month. I think it's yeah, great, man. We need to do that. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. And she would appreciate that. I said it out loud, man. It's got to happen. Guess who's going to be asking you about that? You are. I am. And, and so is Nate's that, ass yeah. over here, sitting here, listening to this podcast in this room, smiling with like the mad genius. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, I want to get into some heavy stuff that the people really, you know, people don't talk about. Oh, you shit. know, You know what else is predictable? What's that? Whoever you're partnered with in life, they're either going to help you get to where you're trying to go faster or they're going to slow you down. So yeah. what if, you know... I hear a lot of, you know, there's a lot of baby mama situations, girlfriend, yeah. spouses, uh, you know, there's lots going on. There's partnership everywhere. Yep. Um, let's talk about, you know, relationships leading to predictable places. Okay. You know, you've been in this business for quite some time. Yes. What have you witnessed about uh, an individual's relationship with a significant other and where it leads to as it relates to a predictable path? Uh, do you want to keep it in the business realm or just in personal stuff? Well, I mean, I, I think it has to touch both, right? Because everyone in a relationship, like it's either going to, it's either going to be constructive or it's going to be bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I can tell you this, that it's, it's undoubtedly, uh, undoubtable, or that's not even a word. <laughs> undoubtedly, what happens in your personal life pours into your prefer, your professional life. Yeah. That happens, that I'm a thousand percent sure of that. I've seen that happen. I've seen great teammates of ours that have 
been brought down by stuff that happens in their personal life. And, and so, like, you know, I've talked to other leaders and they're like, oh, man, you talk you talk about personal stuff with your with your team? Yes. With your guys? And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, of course I do because, like, if I don't, then how can, I mean, that's part of, like, that's, like, one of the most important parts of their life. If I only influence the stuff that I see, um, you know, I'm not really affecting the whole person. Yeah. And, and really acknowledging and respecting the fact that like they're human beings first and they're dealing with other stuff outside of work and so like like i know i know for a fact also that uh you know relationships are vitally important to success and i think that when we have good ones it it props us up and it makes us feel good Mm -hmm. like everything's possible and uh you know bad ones pull us down so i can definitely tell you that with that with a 100 percent certainty what what you know what i'm uncertain of though um you know, to be to be honest, is like, you know, sometimes you're in a in a relationship or you're having things with significant others that are uncontrollable and they impact you. And so, I'd love to hear from you, like, how you allow that to affect your life, because I think you're you've had some unique relationships in your life. Absolutely. And uh, you know, for the record, you know, I am divorced. I have two kids from a previous marriage. I'm remarried, um, and yeah, my life is totally different, and my partnership with my wife Hannah is much different because obviously I have evolved as a person and, and her and I have evolved together in this mind shift approach of, of attacking life. Meaning we believe that we're in control of the choices that we make and we have the ability to create our future. So from my experience personally, we both lift each other up and support one another, which helps us discover who we are through our purpose at work or on our jobs. And we are, I would say, contributors to one another's energy throughout the day, our perspective on life, and our belief and ability to always do more and give more. Yeah. So we, we complement each other extremely well. And I know this because I see it in the field in which we work. You know, typically the making or breaking point of an individual is their significant other because what everyone is trying to have, and this is predictable, is sex. (laughs) You know, like, so we know that, you know, so where you get that from, humans will go to dire restraints to find out where to get it. They'll even go to the hub if they need to, (laughs) right? So this is on people's minds constantly. So we'll make poor decisions around getting that need fulfilled. And when people don't succeed, a lot of the times I've seen it's not even because of them, but because of, you know, uh, their partner and their relationship. Well, I would challenge you and say that it is because of them, because I'm I'm of the belief that we control our reality. That's true. Right? I, I believe that as well. Uh, I'm not a relationship expert. I've uh, I'll, I'll state that first and foremost, being vulnerable with all of you is that you know um, relationships are hard, right? Like I'm, I've been married for 11 years, um, and it it's not always easy, right? Like damn. I, 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 relationships are just like life. Like, man, there are these in, in incredible highs and peaks that you're at, and there's, you know, incredible lows that you go through in all relationships. Um, but make no, you know, make no mistake. Like, the outcomes that you have in your life and your relationship are your choice. Correct. And you talk about, like, sex and, like, going someplace to get it or wherever you want it. And, like, those are choices you're making. Like, for instance, uh, my wife's not listening to this, but, uh, you know, 
if I wanted to have sex, I know what to do at home to help make to sure make that that, that happens, right? Absolutely. Like, it's just, uh, again, another predictable path on how I get to the outcome I'm trying to achieve, yes. right? If that was if that was my goal and my what I'm looking for that evening, then, okay, I know what I need to do. like, Or at least I would hope that I would know, and then, you know, we would get to the outcome that I'm trying to achieve. But, like... Um, you know, I think it's so much more than that. And I think, like, when we talk about having a partner or a relationship, it really boils down to, like, you know, partnership. And in partnership is and something that, you know, I have, a, I have a partner here, Tyler, that you know, and, and lots of other partners across the country uh, that we work with and that own pieces of the business that, 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 I'm, in, that I'm involved in the ownership group in. Um, and what I would tell you about partnership is, like, communication is so important. Yeah. Like having honest, open communication that's transparent and asking for ideas and collaboration. And that's whether you're, you know, married or in a partnership with someone. Right. Like how we communicate with one another is essential. And then also, like, we have to understand that we're both on these paths and they don't always have to be intertwined. Like as my partner, I can support you in the path that you're that you're, you know, moving towards. You may want something different out of your life than I want out of mine, and I want to support you in doing that and help make that easier for you to achieve if I truly care. You know, uh, I, what I don't like in relationships is reliance and self-independence. Yeah. And I think that, that that's, a, that's a, you know, the recipe for disaster. If you're waiting on me to do everything, if, you're, if, if, if we're married and like, you have to wait on me to make every decision in your life, or we're, we're married and you don't have your own friends or your own time and and uh, you know everything I do is is like really dependent on your happiness. Like man, that's good. That's a recipe for disaster. And that's that's gonna be a that's gonna be a tough you know relationship to be involved in. There you go. So number two is your relationship is either getting you closer to where you want to be or further from it, and recognizing that you're only as strong as what you can resist, fellas, quit chasing that tail. Yeah. Resist it. You know, we're not relationship experts, but your relationship, uh, which everyone is in one or pursuing one of some sort, it has everything to do with the path being predictable for you. So um, please recognize that and, and work on directionally guiding, you know, your marriage if you're married. So that means you're in the relationship and it's not going anywhere. If you're married, directionally guiding it to where it's going to you know, benefit all parties involved. Communicate, man. Communication is just so vitally important in all relationships. It's like if relationship was built on something, it would be built on communication. 100%. How we I speak agree. to each other and how we understand each other's wants and needs and communicate that back and forth, man, that is essential. And uh, with a lapse in that, everything's possible and some things not, and sometimes that's not good stuff that's possible. Yes, unfortunately. I've, had, I've unfortunately been on the, uh, uh, on the end with business relationships where one person believes something's happening and the other person believes something else is happening and they're both completely wrong. And when they get together and they finally have the conversation, they realize that, man, they're more aligned than they ever thought that they could be. So mm -hmm. I would just over communicate and just make sure that that is just like an essential part uh, in, in all relationships. And I know that's not always easy and sometimes we get mad at each other. And uh, I just want to remind us all that like, man, like we're all just human beings. Like really just trying to live our lives and do the best we can. We have to understand that like people aren't perfect. They're going to make mistakes. People aren't going to always exceed your expectations. And sometimes they fail to meet them. And when they do fail to meet your expectations, have grace, understanding, mm. and just recognize that, look, 
every day, everybody has good days and bad days, and we're going to have a lot of both. So we just have to understand and learn from each one of them. I like that. I like that. So in the spirit of what's predictable, uh, people, jot this down or put it in your notes. It is predictable that the longest way to success is the shortcut. Mm. Can we talk about some of the shortcuts that you made that prolonged your pursuit of success? Or I'd be more than happy to talk about the yeah, shortcuts. Yeah, I mean, we've that, talked, that, to, I think we've, you know, in the past we've kind of talked about some things, uh, you know, from a shortcut standpoint. Uh, oh, maybe we didn't talk about any shortcuts. I think we talked about, I was thinking about. Yeah, I think that was just you and I. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, you know, from a shortcut standpoint, like, I'll be honest, I don't make a whole lot of them. And I haven't traditionally made a lot of shortcuts. Maybe in school when I was growing up, I didn't understand the importance and I make sure that at home with my kids, like I focus, I help make sure they understand how serious it is. Okay. Because I, I definitely didn't take that serious enough when I was when I was growing up and I should have. Um, not because like, you know, getting a degree is so important and all of that stuff. Like that's not what I'm talking about. It's just the lessons and that you learn from, from like in the education system that are important, just like honing your lessons or your learning and recognizing as a human being, I have the capacity to gain more knowledge and spending time focusing on how you do that. I could, I, I think I could have done a lot better, but like from a shortcut standpoint, uh, I, I realized early on, I, I think when I was in my, in my early twenties that like, man, there was just not, not like for me personally, there was not going to be any shortcuts I was going to be able to uh, take to get sure. to where I wanted to go. I wasn't gifted. I wasn't blessed with, you know, wealthy parents or like, um, you know, anybody really who had, you know, anybody who really had like a significant amount of wealth or influence or like uh, knowledge. I just wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't afforded that like at that point in my life. So I, I realized, man, if that was anything that I was after, that was really going to have to come the hard way. Um, and lucky for the lessons I learned earlier in life that taught me that, man, I was going to have to earn it. And um, so it kind of kept me from making shortcuts and actually made me work harder, you know, from my 20s on into my mid-30s where I am now. What about you, man? You, you, you're the shortcut yeah. master. I you know, am the let, shortcut master. Let me tell master. you a story about LeDrew. He <laughs> loves the shortcut shit. Because my man, hey, I used to ask LeDrew when he first come in, and I'm not trying to roast you, G, but here's the Hey, truth. let me have it. So I used to say, hey, LeDrew, man, I need you to, uh, you know, he's new to the business. I want you to get up and I want you to present. And this man, every presentation, draw, draw this the circle, circle. man. He draws a circle because he, at that point in his life, recognized that the most impactful gift he could give somebody else mm -hmm. was to teach them how shortcuts were actually an inhibitor to success. And if yeah. you create shortcuts in your life, if you have shortcuts in your life, it's going to pull you further away from what you're trying to achieve. And it was so funny because, like, I knew what was coming every time he stepped yeah, yeah, up there, yeah. man. The guy would pull out the marker, <laughs> the marker, man. And, and he pull out the marker, he hit the board or the or the uh, you know the sheet that he was uh, that he was writing on, and I knew what was coming. We go about to man, drop those shortcuts. We man. got the, well, and I appreciated it. And here's why I liked it. And here, here's why I liked what you did. You went to the one thing you knew could make an impact, and I appreciated that about you. Yeah. You know, you you knew that you were a bit limited in the knowledge you had from a business standpoint at this point in your career, and mm -hmm. you've learned so much and grown so much, but uh, you could just talk about what you knew best, which was life. Yes. Which was what made it really valuable for us to be bring, to bring you into the organizations because you know you were somebody who could help influence, you know, all of the young people that we have in the organization, even some of the older people we have in the organization about how to live a good, 
fulfilling life. So tell us about shortcuts, man, because I feel like yeah. you're the shortcut expert. Not because you take a lot of them. Well, I used to. But because you know about about I, them. I know about them and the people that reside there. So much so that I know that if you're listening to this right now, it's because you're choosing not to take the shortcuts you used to take. So you're pursuing knowledge, which leads you down a predictable path that is desirable. But here, here's what shortcuts look like. You know, if you're not reading a book right now, it's because you're taking a shortcut. If you are sleeping in past the hour or half hour where you know you should be waking up, you're taking a shortcut. If you're taking all of these supplements at the gym to lift up all this weight that nobody really cares about, you're taking a shortcut. Because a better way is to just decrease the supplements, keep them as natural as possible, and then just hit the weights extra hard. Because as soon as you stop taking that supplement, guess what happens? You can't lift that same weight. Your body depends on it. If you are um, not seeking mentorship or if you don't have an accountability partner, you're taking a shortcut. If you're going into environments where people will just agree with you, attend your pity parties and go take shortcuts with you, you'll never achieve success. So, you know, the reason why I did that was to expose or shine light on the things that you know, I used to do, which I know are the same things that a lot of people still do, to let them know, hey, if you keep doing this, you will not win. Yeah. And even worse, if you keep doing this, you'll think you're winning when you're actually losing. You can cheat and not get caught and think you're winning. You can choose to operate without integrity and like maybe come up off of it. You might win, finally win on the scratch off and think that you're actually winning in life. You might you know, roll up, you know, do your thing. Roll, roll up. Roll, less roll up. Oh, less roll. Less roll up. Oh, yeah, oh, you yeah, know, my old yeah. buddy Les. Les oh, was yeah. my best friend. When I, when I was all about shortcuts, Les was my very best friend. And he would say, less roll up. Less, and then let's, <laughs> let's take a shot. Let's do another one. <laughs> you know, the tenderoni didn't pull through. Let's, let's pull up the hub. Yes. You know, the, the realm of the shortcut, not the real deal. And exposing the shortcuts that you live in your life, you know, what you do is you take it back to step number one that you talked about. You say out loud what people aren't going to see you doing because those chili cheese Fritos, those are a shortcut. 100%. They're fulfilling a need for sure, mm -hmm. but it's the shortcut. You know, some carrots, some celery, cucumbers. That's really where it's at. Man, I love that. Can I tell you something? Please do. When, when you when you say that to me, uh, and right now, you know what I really think about is like, thing that keeps popping up in my mind is like, practice doing the hard thing, practice recognizing a shortcut, and then not doing it. Yeah. Like that's what like when you talk about less roll up, I think about like, seeing, the what you're about to roll up, <laughs> and being like, let's not do it. Let's not do it. Or. Walking by the chili cheese Fritos and not pressing the button. Yeah. Practicing restraint. Mm -hmm. yeah, Practicing so resistance. That's it, man. You, you remember uh, sometimes I would uh, get in a, in a moment and I would go to Jeff's office, open the refrigerator just to look at the Snickers to say, I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you. And Jeff would definitely let me have one because he lets everybody yeah, have everybody it. everybody gets the Snickers. But guess what, Snickers? 
I don't fuck with you, man. Yes. Never. Yeah, I just can't. Man, you know how hard that is? That's tough. You want to know how I know how hard it is? Because nobody does that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, everybody yeah, else is yeah. just like, they just kind of like, whatever I want, I get. Almost yeah. like Diddy and his deal. Yeah. Anything I, I want, want, I, I will get. get. And he feels that, right? Yes. And like, anything you want, sometimes is not what you're supposed to get. It's not what you're supposed to get. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, that's so hard. Well, well, for me, like, hold on, tell me how you do that, because I feel like yeah, you do that better yeah. than anybody I yeah. ever met. So I like, classify everything in the world that I do, and I make this a conscious choice, either a shortcut or something that will lead me on the narrow road to success. So when we were in Grand Rapids, uh, man, having that drink would have been the shortcut. Did you want to have that drink? Even? Man, of course. Did you really? Yeah, you were buying, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what do you mean? You know, and of, of course, yeah, of course, man. I'd never seen you know that concoction that you had up. In, you I kind of think I just had a whiskey or something. Yeah, like that. but the man, the ice cube and a little, I yeah, think a little so. basil leaf or something. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. I, who knows? I absolutely wanted it, but I know that everything, every choice that I make is either a shortcut that mm -hmm. will never lead me to actually where I want to go. Or it's a choice that will lead me there. And both of them are equally as predictable. Yeah, and it's funny because you're talking about, we're talking about drinking real quick and the shortcuts. And uh, to somebody who was listening to the podcast, um, just chatting with him yesterday in the hallway, and he's like, man, talking about like being up till 2 or 3 in the morning, like that's not really hard. You know, what was really hard is that when I did it, the next day, day. was ruined. Yeah. And I lost a day. Yeah. And when we take shortcuts, you know what we really lose? Time. Time. Yeah. Minutes, seconds, hours, weeks, months that we can't ever get back. Mm -hmm. That time is so valuable. Yeah. The most valuable commodity on earth is your time. And what are you spending it on right now? Yeah. Are you spending it on rolling up? Or are you spending it on playing games? It kills me. My son plays Fortnite all the time. It kills me mm. to see his ass do that, man. Mm. I, I, I like in my heart want his game to break. Yeah. But also in my heart, like <laughs> you should, I don't you break it one day. I, in my heart, I don't have the like I don't have the willingness, like I don't have the courage to take it away from him. Yeah. Because like I know how much he loves that fucking thing, and it bothers me. I look at him like man, and he really really likes that game, and like I just I gotta get to the point where we just have, I you know he's six, he probably shouldn't be playing the Fortnite anyway. Have the conversation with him just like how it's not getting him to where he wants. He just enjoys yeah. it so much. It's, it's a shortcut, you know, and everyone listening, you know, like we have those shortcuts, you know, social media, that's definitely a shortcut. The amount of time we spend on that, when we could dedicate it to something else, you know, I was talking to one of our team members in the business and we were kind of drawing up a game plan of how to help them achieve what they wanted. And video game, gaming was something that they did. And I asked them how much time they spent on gaming, they thought, you know, in a, in, in a day. And come to find out, this person could finish an audiobook in two days. Based on the out, game based, time. Based on the game time. And, you know, if, if you're making that active choice to play the game instead, especially after we, you know, shed light on the significance of that situation, You'll never win, man, because that's a shortcut. So let me let me tell let me ask you this. So like from your perspective, then how do you have fun? Yeah, I think your belief about what's fun has to change. Yeah. So you know, like you, you know what I believe is fun? What's fun? Winning. Yeah, winning is definitely it's most definitely fun. Yes, but what it takes to win is actually really unpopular, so it only seems like it's not fun. Okay. Okay. Because uh, you you're gonna have all these people that are listening today and they're gonna be like you know what, 
Sounds like a couple lames on the on the on the on podcast. A, <laughs> a couple of lames. Couple Guess lames, what these guys, yeah, man. man, they don't have any fun. Like, yeah, yeah, be successful, fun. Man. But I want to enjoy my life, man. Hey, Ledrew, man, I want to enjoy my life. Okay, That's you want? I you really want to enjoy my life. Okay, you you know what's enjoyable? Creating the change you want to see in your life. Yeah, I think it's right? just a game that we're playing, right? Like, I I think I think it's um, people play different games in life, and, and maybe playing games. Are the is the wrong because it's probably the wrong you know verbiage to, to use here, because like I always think like I look at you know not trying to compare but like the game is just different at different areas of life you know like yeah you know like when we talk about winning that constitutes that we're playing some kind of game and that's the mm-hmm. only reason I use that because yeah. we always talk about winning right like 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 some people are just playing a different game and the thing about that is different games have different stakes. So if you look online or you look on TV and you see people with stuff that you want, you have to look at the game that they're playing. And if they're playing that game, is it the same game you're playing? And then is that a good measurement of success for you? Because like if you're, you know, playing video games all the time and you're having a lot of fun and you're like uh, going out all the time, you know, your measurement of success is going to be different than probably mine. You know, I'm looking at a measurement of success at somebody who's doing something impact, impactful in this world Correct. that's changing people's lives. And yeah, they may, uh, you know, have some things that I that I admire, but like ultimately the end all be all is like their impact on the world. Correct. And so like we're pl- I'm playing a different game than somebody who is like playing a game where they're looking at life differently. So I would just say, I agree with that. So I, I think I think that's that's something that our listeners and, and you and I need to, you know, unpack a little bit because like everybody is living a different life and we have to acknowledge the fact that it's different for all of us right like yes uh you know i think well i think it's different in the same you know it's well, different based on what you want though right like yeah do you want like what you want maybe different than what nate wants here man like nate might not need what you want so like good life is different based on what other people believe well what I, what i know to be true is that um when I lived on Shortcut Lane, you know, people li- did live there on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, and to that, and to them, that was winning. But in the long term, it's not because it will never equal something that they're ever really truly satisfied with. Because you're always attached to a feeling that is fleeting. Yeah. Now, what you're talking about, in, in influencing people, inspiring impacting the world to be a better place, you know, you can live off that energy forever and it never goes away based off of how much stuff you have or even how little you have. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I look at everything and I say, well, you know, if we're, it's, the vision is unclear. And that probably is, that has to be the challenge. You know, like, um, and I've talked about this on this podcast, but like we have all of our leaders at, at Southwind do uh, what's called an intentional path. Mm-hmm. A five-year look at your life. Now, what if we did a 50-year look at your life? 50 years from now, you'll be how old? Uh, that's hard to do. I'll be 85. You'll be 85 years old. What do you want? What have you accomplished? At 85, what did you accomplish? You know, what is your life looking like? Where do you live? What do you have? You know, because like at 85, chasing tail and drinking and smoking blunts is probably not it's what done. you're doing. Yeah, you're like you're, you're probably not interested in that any longer, right? Like that's and so like I think that becomes. The challenge, because I think you're taking a long-term view. Like I think Correct. people's lenses are different. Like you, yeah. like you have your iPhone out, and you can scroll up, or you can increase the screen if you're taking a picture, and you can focus like a narrow, a, a real narrow yeah. focus. 
uh, and you're like, okay, I'm living for today, I'm living right now, and the goal right now is to just have as much as fun, fun as, as I want. Yeah. Um, but then, and then other people will be like, well, I really want the long view, and I really want to like make sure that I achieve the goals that I have. It, and it's really, I, I really like, for me, I look at like what's right and what's wrong. I mean, for me, the short and narrow view is wrong. And it's, it's wrong because like, I don't believe it really leads to the long-term success yeah. that, that people want. Or even, fuck that, not even success, long-term fulfillment. Because happiness can even be fleeting. But fulfillment, like at the end of days, at 85, do, do I feel like I contributed? Yes. Do I feel happy with what I've done? Because we're all going to have to look in the mirror at end of days, God willing. We'll all have to look in the mirror yeah. and say, am I happy with what I did? Is my legacy what I would have wanted it to be? Mm-hmm. And at that point, guess what? It's too late. It's t- <laughs> yeah. You know? you know, and I think in the spirit of predictable path here, it's predictable that all of us, if we take a real look in the mirror and say the narrow lens, we're not satisfied with that view because it's really not about us. And that narrow lens, that narrow choice really only benefits us and in that short time which you know the fulfillment is going to be really short-lived but if you widen the lens you know there's a reason why humans feel good when they do good by others you know that's something that we all have in common so i believe that the only lens to view life from is the wide one which uh you know on that lens the road is really really narrow because the choices are few and the path is predictable so we cannot choose shortcuts yeah man i really just want everybody on this call like i want everybody that i care about you know i want everybody that i that i'm that i'm kind of that's in my circle i want everybody that i meet to really just get what they want out of life me too you know like i really just want that for them and i think sometimes i want that for them more than they want that for themselves and then i'll try to advise them and say hey look man I see some things that you're doing and I think that, you know, if, maybe if you tweak this or you push this this way or you moved or you, you know, you, you know, put yourself in this position or you impacted people in this way that you would help fulfill what you're looking to fulfill. And and maybe that's irresponsible for me, of, of me to feel that way because, you know, uh, I may not have enough uh, equity in the relationship to actually make a difference, but that doesn't mean it makes me not, not want to do it. <laughs> you yeah, know, like yeah. I, I may be too nosy, but uh, you know, like I, at the end of the day, like for me personally, man, I just want people to win. Yeah, you know, that's so important to me. You and, know, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. You know, if you're listening to this, you know, thank God you work at a place or you're connected with people who shared this podcast with you that wants to see you progress in life, um, because the path is predictable, and we just want to see you win. Yeah, man. we are fans of man. Well, before we close, let's do let's come up with three things that will help you win. Yeah, so th- there we are. We'll, I'll, I'll rename them. The first one: tell people what you're going to do out loud. Right now, decide well, what that let's, is. Let's let's say first, craft a vision for your life. Yes. Second, tell people about that vision. Tell people about the vision. Identify, third, identify the shortcuts that tempt you the most and then stop taking them. Fourth. Well, we said we were only going to do three things. Okay, bam. Okay, maybe we give a plus one. What's the bonus? Plus, yeah, your bonus, have an accountability partner 
And hopefully that's the person you're in a relationship with because they will either get you closer to or further from because we talked a lot about partnership here. So uh, that's it, people. Do those four things and you win. And if you really want to win, be like me and go to grandma's house before Thanksgiving. <laughs> that is winning you can't, for sure. You can't count that. So make that conscious choice. Man. Get off of the stoop. I was going to say, say it, man. Get off of the stoop. Get off the, the stoop, stoop, man. It's time to go, people. Let's win.